Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. D.W. Young's elegant and absorbing documentary is a lively tour of New York's book world, populated by an assortment of obsessive intellectuals, eccentrics, and dreamers, past and present. From Park Avenue Armory's annual Antiquarian Book Fair, where original editions can fetch hundreds of thousands of dollars, to the Strand and Argosy bookstores, still standing against all odds, to the beautifully crammed apartments of collectors and buyers. The film is called... The booksellers, and we're joined today by the director of this wonderful documentary. Just such a, a comfortable uh, and enjoyable documentary film called The Booksellers, and we're joined today by the director, D.W. Young. D.W., welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you for having me. I've shared with you off mic my experience of walking into a bookstore, the sense, the feeling of being in, in an older bookstore. It's even more exciting for me, the, the thrill of a discovery of something that I either didn't know about or a, a book that I've been looking for. And that's the thrill I had watching your film. But tell me a little bit about how you got involved and turned this into a documentary film about this subject. Sure. So I... um. I had no personal, you know, real involvement in the rare book world prior to making the film. I um, kind of, not unlike Fran Leibowitz, maybe not to the same degree as her, but I'm also, you know, an avid reader and book lover and have, you know, a decent number of books, but they're not valuable books. They're just for reading. I did have an aunt and uncle who owned a used and rare bookstore for many years, long ago in Philadelphia. So I had, I did visit their shop occasionally as a kid. So I did have fond memories of that. But the real origins of the story lie with our producer, Dan Wexler, who is also a well-known rare book dealer in New York, in addition to some film work he's done. So uh, Judith Mizraki, who's our other producer, he's, we're also married and work together frequently. And I had become friends with Dan. And about seven years ago, he mentioned he'd always thought a film about the rare book trade would be you know, a great idea. It had never been done. He thought there was great visual potential that people didn't recognize. And Judith and I immediately latched on to the idea. We had been to the New York Antiquarian Book Fair before, so we had some firsthand experience of kind of the visual, I think, potential that maybe from the outside people didn't recognize, um, but I think is there, and hopefully we captured in the film. So we all thought it was a great idea, but we, we were engaged in other projects and didn't really you know, get into it right away. But then about three years ago, uh, we all kind of converged to say that this was a good time to start it. Um, and there was also a little bit of an incentive to do it um, while, you know, certain people from an older generation were still available to be interviewed and, and kind of um, lend their stories before we lost them. So that was also part of our motivation to get it done. Yeah, and that is the heart and soul of this film is the the different uh, people involved in the book world, the sellers, the collectors, the historians, a colorful array of people. And, but what comes across of, from everyone in the film is a passion for books, a passion for uh, for them for some different reasons, but that it's that's the yeah. thing that that you feel that draws you into this film. You're right. I mean, just your observation. I think not only are some of these people, as you said, getting older and maybe won't be with us as, uh, for very much longer, but also the bookstores themselves. Will may not be with us for as for a very long period of time. So it's. I'm glad you did this when you did, and I'm glad we have this kind of historic 
uh, uh, document of, of this time and these people. Um, what was it like for you to be introduced into the world of books? Um, sort of, how do you get to know these people? Well, you know, I really am very fond of pretty much every, everyone in the film, and that's kind of a wonderful thing. I think it's really an amazing group of people, you know, very varied interests, but all very smart and absolutely very passionate about what they do, which is, I think, you know, hard to come by, quite honestly. So I, I, you know, initially Dan was a great in, sort of point of introduction because he he let us make some initial connections and got a few people on board to start off with. And then I started, you know, also making certain connections and wanting to tie certain things together and sort of focusing on certain things. So we sort of build it out from there. And, you know, most everyone was pretty excited to talk about what they do. I think it, in, when they understood it was the film is really, I think, generally a very positive look at this world and seeking to find value in what you know these folks do and kind of to represent what makes them unique so people were, were pretty um on board to you know do interviews and speak about what they do so that was also great but was, and we did you know get to go to some pretty amazing places that are not so easy to get into necessarily for outsiders and so that was pretty great um jim cummins warehouse the uh, the great library that um you see you know is uh, the private library Mm-hmm. of the history of the human imagination is really wonderful. Well, let's talk about the um, the antiquarian book fair uh, and what that is. It's, it seems like that's sort of a, the crossroads for a lot of the people and for the, isu- the, the subjects that you are dealing with in the film. Yeah, the, so the New York Antiquarian Book Fair is... I think generally agreed to be the most important rare book event in the world. And it happens once a year in in New York at the Park Avenue Armory in March. And it's a, you know, conglomeration of many international dealers along with, you know, ones. And it's really kind of the high, high end. So generally people bring their best, most expensive books. If you're looking for a lot of bargains, it's not the place to go, although you could probably get a few moderately or less expensive price things. But for the most part, it's really the the high end, the most valuable, the most important books that they, these dealers have, you know, in terms of all in one place, both getting a, a sense of what the world, the rare book world encompasses in terms of the material, how the material looks, what kinds of material it is, as well as being able to just meet and see, the, you know, many of the different dealers and the kinds of people who collect the books. It's, it's sort of the event. So we covered that a bit in the film, and it's kind of bookends the film in certain ways. I want to remind our listeners that we are um, talking with D.W. Young. He's the director of a new documentary film called The Booksellers, and it comes out, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, May 1st, is that your release date uh, for on VOD? Well, so talking about the release date is difficult because, of course, we had come out theatrically in New York on March 6th, and we're doing quite well in New York, and we're we were expanding quite a bit, but you know, Corona obviously put an end to all that. So they are working on a bunch of virtual screen. We were we were gonna premiere in LA on April third, but I think the virtual stuff is starting April seventeenth. I'm gonna go back a little bit and and just touch on that um, yeah. what you just mentioned about it opening in New York and how well it did. Now, some of that was probably it's a New York centric film, but that must have been very heartening for you. But we did have a great uh, opening week in New York, and then we were expanding to a couple more New York theaters. I'm glad we got some theatrical run. Obviously, it's a shame that we were looking like we were going to open quite a bit 
across the U.S. And, um, you know, for a documentary, a small documentary, that's obviously a, a hard thing to come by. So you're really happy when that happens. It really seemed like many, many people were really, in terms of responding to the film, they were responding to the film, but also there was just a tremendous amount of affection and, pe- and passion amongst people out there in the U.S. And, and hopefully in the whole world, I think, that, you know, for physical books, for printed matter, and, and sort of their role in our cultural heritage and, and, you know, sort of human intellectual history and everything. That was very heartening. Yeah. And kind of, you know, and the argument comes up in the movie about what is the future of printed books and reading. And, you know, in some way, I think it's nice to see the movie is helping make the a sort of positive case for the, there being a good future there, hopefully. Yeah. Um, the response to the movie kind of like as a litmus test. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for that response. I know it's a, it is a very mixed reaction that you described in, in in terms of the theatrical release but i think you're absolutely right about how this this affinity this connection that people feel for the printed page uh, i just will let people know that if they go to the booksellersmovie.com they will be able to see a link that will take you to watch at home and when it does happen it's going to be released on almost all the platforms you can think of, Amazon, Google Play, Vudu, uh, Fandango, and iTunes. It'll be available when that happens. So be on the lookout. Go booksellersmovie.com to find out um, more about the film. You can watch the trailer. There's information there about the film. So one of the things that uh, you know I find interesting about the, the film is Parker Posey is your executive producer. Tell me a little bit about how she came on board. Sure. Um, well, Parker's great. She um, she's been a really great advocate for the film and uh, great great fun to work with. And she she came on board um, for a couple of reasons. It was sort of a combination of things. I think we were looking for someone to you know do some of this the opening voiceover for the film, um, which is a passage from Susan Sontag, mm-hmm. um, this letter to Borges. And I thought she had a really great voice to match with it but also she she'd come up a number of times as a frequent page uh, one of the bookstores featured in the film and you know I was just a book lover and she's a sort of you know well-known downtown New York figure over the over the years I think it represents New York and kind of the art scene downtown a lot in her way and she's also sort of an iconic figure to younger librarians because she's in the film Party Girl um, <laughs> and that was kind of a great tie-in yeah so you know we, we kind of just we basically just reached out to her and said, hey, would you be interested in doing this voiceover and taking a look at the film? And she said, sure. And so she watched the film and she really liked it. And then she just came on board as um, an exec producer, too, and just wanted to try and help out a bit and, and, you know, help, you know, get attention to the film and be a champion of it, which is really, you know, a wonderful thing when you can get that for, you know, documentaries, a modest documentary. Um, and so she's been a great supporter. We're really happy to have her involved. Absolutely. And you're, you're right. This is where where commerce and art come together. Someone who has the profile of someone like a Parker Posey, who is genuinely a fan of the, this world and of, of your film coming on board is certainly, uh, that's got to feel pretty good. Before I let you go, I want to go back to some of the people in the film, because as I said earlier, it is the, it's the heart and soul of this film is the, the, the people that you have in it. 
a couple of people that jumped out at me that I thought were just so much, they were so fun and insightful were the three sisters from the Argosy bookstore in terms of their own family's history, the families, not only the history of the bookstore, but the history of New York City. Uh, Dave Bergman, uh, I liked him because he's, he's known for the biggest books uh, out there you can buy. There's a lot of very cool people in the film who are so uh, articulate. They, they express themselves in a way that it's just so, um, it, it connects you with this world. So I just, my hat's off to you for getting so many good people. Fran Lebowitz is in the film. She's terrific as always. What a wonderful presence she is in almost everything I've ever seen her a part of. So Gay Talese is briefly in it. Um, I just think you did a wonderful job of blending these different aspects. It's not just about people buying books, but it, it's there's all these different aspects to the book world. And um, so for someone who didn't know a lot about it going into it, what is your reaction after having made the film as, as you sit back and watch what you've done? How, what are the feelings you have about the, the, us introducing us into this world as well? Well, I try not to sit back and watch it anymore, <laughs> having also edited it. Um, but, but, you know, I think when you talk about the people, I, I really, like as I said at the beginning, I, I really am very fond of all the people. But I, So one of the great things I think about the rare book world is that, you know, it is filled with a wonderful group of people. And I, I sort of think they're eccentric in the best possible sense. Um, you know, there's no, I think there's an old fashioned stereotype of the rare book dealer, but I don't think it really applies at all anymore for the most part. And um, what I think is true is that no two rare book dealers are really quite the same. There's no clear cut uh, career path into the rare book trade. There's no formal schooling for it in terms of getting a degree or going to school in that sense. Um, there are some seminars and things, but they're not, you know, like library school. And so everyone tends to come to the rare book world, you know, by their own path and through a unique sort of set of circumstances. And that, I think, um, lends, you know, is one of the reasons you get such an interesting group of people. And also it's such a broad realm in terms of the kinds of material, the kinds of specialization, the different interests. So that also people of different, you know, tend to, I think, get involved with in the areas of the trade that they themselves are interested in and care about. Uh, so that makes everyone a little bit more distinct too. You know, we, we kind of, in the film, we highlight in particular, I think about eight different dealers in New York, a little more in their own right, sort of hearing their different stories that kind of, it's kind of, I've referred to it as a sort of like different jazz solos of how they each became rare book dealers uh, is, is very illuminating because there are certain similarities, but they're all unique too in the way that they have become dealers. And so to me, that's a big part of why it's such an interesting group of people. Yeah. Well, the, the, the passion is what they share, and, and, and totally. that's what it is in, in the film. And I, I really enjoyed the film a lot. And again, I, I have an affinity for, for bookstores already, but it being, but seeing, kind of seeing your tribe a little bit, you know, it sort of endears yeah. you to the film even more. But it's it's terrific watch. And um, I'm so grateful that you were able to find some time to spend with us uh, to talk about the booksellers. My pleasure. Uh, Thanks. I, yes. Well, D.W. Young, uh, anytime, come back uh, and uh, all the best to you and your family and health and in happiness moving forward through these troubled yeah. times. But uh, really appreciate your time today here on Film School Radio. Thanks, Mike. Same to you, too.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.